This is Political Junkies with Brian Howie and London Thomas. Hi again, everyone. It's Brian Howie. Welcome back to Political Junkies, the podcast for those hooked on politics. She's back. Once again, uh, I think it's her fourth consecutive fourth, fourth experience. So, you know, fourth is a trend. You might we might not let her leave. She is the queen of Sin City. She's a proud mom. She's a very reasonable person, which is like I have her here. She keeps me calm at all times. She's a common sense advocate. Kalika Mokwin, how are you? I'm good, Ryan. How are you? Thanks for having me back. Uh and coming in on the left, but he's reluctantly on the left, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. He is a passionate politico. He's a marketing maven. He's a man about town. He is a self-described reluctant Democrat. Michael Mills, how are you? I'm excellent. Thank you so much. What does that mean? I was actually I was actually a Republican for most of my life. Um, just like Donald Trump. Um, yeah, no, right? the opposite. Uh, and I just, uh, over time... Uh, studying, experiencing life. I've definitely moved to the left on a lot of things. And then I think right now I, I don't understand how, I just don't understand how anyone could possibly be a Republican or supporting the current situation. So, How old were you when you changed? Because a, a lot of it, as people get older and they get more responsibility and they have yeah. families, tend to move right. That sounds selfish to me, but we can, uh, <laughs> I would say uh, for me, the, the interesting thing was I grew up in the Boston area, which is obviously incredibly democratic and liberal. And I went to, it's wicked awesome. Uh, it's wicked awesome. Uh, <laughs> I went to UMass Boston, which is incredibly liberal and incredibly diverse. And I was a Republican conservative all through that time, studying politics in an incredibly liberal environment. And I didn't go left until probably six years ago. So see, I went to uh, Holy Cross in Worcester, yes. which was the opposite of diverse yes. and very Republican. And a lot of those people never changed. They were like, <laughs> "This is my Irish Catholic view of the world, and this is all it's ever going uh, to be." Boston and whole Massachusetts is a fascinating political town. Mm. Going back to the Kennedys and Tip O'Neill and all that, uh, and there was a fun to talking politics. There was that old sort of. Irish bar, we could debate, you know, it goes back a long time where a lot of the political debate would happen. It was sort of good natured. We've lost the ability to do that outside of this show um, <laughs> to have good natured debates. Has it been easier for you to have conversations the farther left you've gone? No, I mean, I, I think it, it's really weird because as much as Boston is liberal in many ways, because of the, the Irish Catholic side of it, there's always been a very social conservative stream. For instance, abortion and gay rights were, were not a, uh, an easy thing to pass in Massachusetts, even though we were a, a very democratic state. So with a lot of my friends growing up, I, th there's a lot of Trump support um, in, the, in the areas I'm from, and obviously they're not... They're passionate, and we still love each other, but they're they're a lot less easy to have a reasonable discussion. It, it's a traditionally uh, Democrat state, traditionally liberal place. It's still very racist. It is, yeah, yeah, Bo Boston. So I mean, it's still very um, relatively. If you can, if you want to yeah. list your racist cities, uh, Boston still uh, ranks up there. Um, but it's still very controlled by the Catholic Church. It's still a big presence. There's a lot of Italians, a lot of Irish, mm. and that's still and so. And the church is generally regards itself as a liberal entity, but its philosophies on things are very conservative and very strict. And very I would local. say financial, financially, socially, that, that side of the social side, the financial side around maybe welfare and things like that, they would consider themselves that. But they're obviously very much against gay rights uh, and very much against, uh, against women's rights. So, I, I mean... 
they would probably they would probably say it a little different. They have lost a little of that power um, since the whole raping all the little kids thing. Yeah, I know that tends to to, tends to downplay. To, uh, yeah, because I have a lot of friends who are still you know passionate Catholics, and I'm like, yeah. what would get you to leave? Yeah. Like the child rape thing didn't do for you. So what yeah. what exactly would? Because I brought that up when the Catholic Church applied for a lot of COVID relief, which was insane that they insane. got they got it. They got like billions of dollars yes. of relief, even though they don't pay taxes. And you know, people were not gonna leave the church on that, but I certainly wouldn't be throwing any dollars in the in the basket on that. When you're throwing ball- dollars in the basket for the last twenty years, you've been paying lawyers fees. Yeah, uh, that's in, essentially in what ways, you've been paying. Uh, you really have been. Um, I mean, for me, I, I was never a believer, but I was a, I was a, um, I was an Irish Catholic atheist or non-believer, and I, I think uh, there's a. There's you're a, paying for the social membership <laughs> in a club. No, you're forced into it because you're born into a particular <laughs> neighborhood. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know. I said, uh, yeah. did you grow up religious in any way? Well, I'm not. I'm not religious. I would consider myself spiritual, but um, the reason I'm not is because my mom was from Omaha, Nebraska, and she was. A Catholic. So uh, she grew up going to Catholic middle school, high school, Catholic Creighton University. And she had a family of se- there were seven kids. Um, they were at church every single morning at 6 a.m., I think six or seven days a week. It was, it was, my grandma was very religious. So she left that and m- moved to California. And she was like, you know, the black sheep of the family for doing this. And so the way she raised us was just with no religion. And your kids, no religion? No religion, no. Just be good people, yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. Be that. a good person. Uh, here's what I want to talk about. And then calling in uh, shortly is uh, musical artist Reformed Pussycat Doll and political commentator Kaya Jones. And she's going to have something to say about this. But here's what I want to bring up. Uh, about a week before um, we recorded this, uh, there was a situation on um, with uh, Maria Taylor, who is a uh, sideline reporter for ESPN. And she wore on ESP. She's beautiful, tall, black woman. Wore kind of a um, avant-garde outfit for sideline reporting. It was like a leather top. And a uh, local DJ in Chicago commented commented that is she covering football or is she reporting for the uh, AVN awards? Okay. He got fired for that, which it wasn't part of his job. He made a comment like that, and it was called sexist. Now, Maria Taylor's very talented. She should be, you know, get get to the props to her for keeping the job she has. A big part of why she got that job is because she's beautiful. Okay. Prior to doing that game that night, she tweeted out or Instagrammed out her OOTD or outfit of the day clearly making her appearance and what she was wearing part of something that she wanted talked about. So the fact that he commented on it, are looks fair game to comment if they're part of the reason why you... Uh, do you want me to answer this? Yeah. Okay. Because um, you have looks and you get gigs. Yeah, I think that people are way too sensitive these days. I'm not in support of the cancel culture. I think it's ridiculous that he got fired. I think people are entitled to their opinion. That said, um, I think there's a fine line between voicing your opinion and just being mean. You know, I think if he said she's ugly, that's something really mean. Right. You know, but he didn't. What yeah. if he said he wouldn't have gotten fired if she said she was ugly? Yeah. Because that wouldn't have been perceived as sexist. If he said she's smoking hot, yeah. that's going to get her but fired. Com- yeah, doing a joke and, oh, it looks like something you'd wear in the ABN. Like, to me, that's not a big deal. I don't think that he should be fired for something like that, and I'm absolutely against the cancel culture, but I, I would say 
for someone to push back on him for using the for taking it to the AVN level. It was like, just a bad wh- joke. Wh- yeah, but it was, it's like why why does a girl uh, and I didn't see what she was wearing, but why does a woman why why does it have to be pornographic? Because what the the cut was what it was leather and zippery. Leather. It was why, a little that's and AVN? a lot no, but a lot of women made yeah. the same comment yeah. about her outfit. Now what if he said, "Oh my God, she's so hot! I wish I was in bed with her right now." Making sexual comments mm. about her, he's probably still he's probably getting fired for that. If he says she's, I find her really ugly. He's not getting fired for that. So she has the job because she's hot. If he acknowledges that she's hot, he's probably getting fired. If he says, you know, everybody thinks she's hot. I don't think she's so hot. He's not getting fired. Well, so my whole thing is like <laughs> with, my, my thing with this is I again hate cancel culture, but I also want somebody to have the freedom to say I don't want this. I don't. This this was a stupid comment, and I just don't want to deal with someone that makes a stu- a, a comment that I find to be stupid. Then don't be on social media, because oh, no, that's I get a home. It, I get and it. don't yeah. post an a, a, yeah. a picture of your outfit if you don't want to draw attention to that. So there were probably ten thousand negative comments to him. That's part of being in show business. That's part of being yeah. a, a personality. It's like when somebody says, "Oh, uh, Hollywood is not fair because they won't hire older actresses." Well, most of the actresses that are saying that were women who got hired mostly because they were beautiful in the first place. You don't hear Kathy Bates, no offense to Kathy Bates, she's wonderfully talented, but she's not getting the jobs because of her looks. She doesn't complain about a lack of work. It's yeah. the ones who, I got I got a lot of work because I was good looking first and then also talented, who are complaining about the unfairness of the game that you had a huge advantage of over the time. So, pretty girl. Um, it giveth and it taketh away. But the idea that we can't talk about it and mm. we can't acknowledge it or comment on it without it being sexist or crazy, you're going to use your job for it, seems nuts to me. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah, and what if it was the other way around, too? Like I always think of that when I hear people being outraged by something. I'm like, okay, well, what if it was flipped the other way around? If and a woman it, said Troy Aikman's look getting really fat, people would laugh. Yeah, when women or if women said something sexual about a man... I think nobody would think you, anything So if it. we were going to try to create some sort of example, it would be, oh, is he is he going to be posing for Playgirl tonight? I, and I don't think she would have been fired if, if a female was to say something about Troy Aikman like that based on him wearing something. <laughs> well, that's she, the thing. Yeah, so if, I, I think there is a double standard right now. If you want to be treated as equal, which is part of it, sorry, you got to take the shit. Yeah. You know? And if you're like, well... She's only taking. She shouldn't have to take the shit because she's also talented, talented, and she's beautiful. Yes, she is. She still leapfrogged over a lot of fucking people to get the gig because she was beautiful. Yes. So, you know, you got the perks, and you're gonna have to take some crap for it. But, but this idea but was he that fired canceled, because of her. Yeah. No. She, she, she singled said, him out. Oh, she attacked him and said that. Yeah. She, should... she singled out him. Okay. Your sexes got all of her media buddies to yeah. to try. Then one week later, same reporter. Fucks up her NBA uh, All Star ballot, or, or her um, her All NBA team ballot, and left off Anthony Davis, who was clearly good. And Doug Gottlieb, who's a male commentator, said, "I get that she fucked it up, but why does she even have a vote?" Which is a reasonable question because she she's been covering the NBA for like six months, one year, and why mm. does she have a vote? And that was looked at as sexist. If a man fucked up the vote, they, and they had very limited credentials, they would also hear, why do they have a vote? So if you want equality, and I get that you deserve every equality, you got to take it all. Mm-hmm. you got to take the I, shit, too. 
I would I would like to see a situation where she where she probably handles the situation a lot better. I would like there to not be cancel culture. I think to play a little bit of devil's advocate, it, it is a situation where you had decades of either women not being able to be involved at all or having to deal with guys purposely being naked around them and and uh, and uh, you know sending dick pics from <laughs> Brett Brett Favre style. I mean, they've dealt with they've dealt with a lot. Um I don't know exactly how she handled herself and I get what you're saying that she puts herself But but the one who uh, you know, I know Jen Sturger. Yeah. Uh who got the dick pic? Yes, don't send the dick pic to Brett Favre, but she got her media career from flashing her boobs at a Florida State game. Yeah. Aaron Andrews embraces the fact that I'm, she's like, I'm hot. I'm, I'm going to work this. I understand a big part of why I got the job is because I'm blonde and I'm pretty. So pretending that that doesn't exist or be like, I'm going to use it for this, but if you comment on this, I'm going to make sure you lose your job. That doesn't seem equal. And that doesn't seem like that's progress for women. So I agree. You should own it. Right? Aren't you going a little? Aren't you going a little bit further than you probably should when you go from? They shouldn't comment on it. To the comment was actually about the AVN. He didn't, it was he a didn't, bad joke. He, well, I know, and I and I get it, and I like jokes, but you're basically making it out like commenting on somebody aesthetically is the same as comparing them to I, adult I, video. I think leather and zippers <laughs> has a sexual. Like, what the fuck is she wearing? It seemed a little odd to wear for a football yeah. game. There is a sexual connotation to leather and zippers, and, yeah. right? I, mean, I, had I don't a make Google the rules picture on that. I watched it, Yellowstone the other night, and all those guys are in leather, and I wasn't thinking about them sexually I at agree all. With that. It's because they didn't have the zippers. I get that. It was a bad joke. Mm. And if she had thigh-high boots on, you know, you brought up the ugly thing. Tony Kornheiser a couple years ago uh, made a comment about Hannah Storm, who was wearing a skin-tight mini skirt and he's like she's too old to be wearing that she's in her 40 late 40s or 50s she, she's too old to be dressing like that and that was a colleague somebody he worked with i thought that was downright mean well it's hurtful hurtful right well i don't think maria taylor was hurt by this that was a bad joke but making a mean comment probably also shouldn't get you fired at that level but that seems worse right so I, I I like the idea. I want to keep jokes in life. I hate the fact that we're yeah. losing yes. comedy. Mm -hmm. uh, like that's a joke. Like that's just stupid to me. I hate cancel culture. But I also think that there is something to be said that a woman should be able to go on TV and dress nicely without somebody feeling obligated to take it beyond the fact that wow, Kalika, you look great today. Without going that next level that sexualizes then it in a way that's then way stay beyond. Off, then stay off social media if you don't want that. Uh, no, I'm not saying I don't want it. But right, I mean, but that's gonna... Right. We all should be able to do that. But if you're an attractive woman or, or a man or whatever, and you're in the public eye, people are going to comment on you. So it wasn't threatening. Mm. It was just a stupid uh, sexual joke. They didn't work together. He wasn't at work when he made the comment. Yeah. He was just sitting at home drunk, 60-year-old man, mm. probably never saw leather <laughs> in real life before, <laughs> uh, probably never saw a tall you know, black woman on his television before, and, and he just made a stupid comment. The fact that people can lose their livelihoods now on, on ease of that, because I don't know where you walk back cancel culture. The, the fact that comedians now have to scrub their joke history, you can't work. Uh, unless you're, you know, Dave Chappelle, you can't say anything and you can't do anything. And if we're going to invite commentary, I think we have to invite all commentary. Yeah. 
I mean, I think everyone needs to sit down and drink some tequila or wine and binge watch <laughs> Dave Chappelle. Like that is what this yeah. country needs right yeah. now. Can you be um, complimented by a stranger or do you instantly, if, if somebody reaches out to you on social media and they say, hey, I saw your pictures, I think you're... Yeah, it takes a lot to offend me. Pretty? If they say hot, is there a word that's like, it, it crosses the line? No, I, I don't take anything personally. I really don't. That's just me. Do you also but... get flattered? Can you be flattered? I really don't take that personally either. <laughs> see, we're not, see, we've lost that tool as a men too. I ask well, a lot of women this all the time, and I say, how many of you want to be called pretty? And a lot of them are like, no, that's boring. That doesn't have enough personality. That sounds like you want to go to dinner with my mom or something. How many want to be called beautiful? Well, you don't know me well enough to know if I'm yeah. beautiful. How many want to be called hot? Well, and then a third of the people are like, uh, no, you don't want to be hot because that's a sexual thing. So the guys are then like, we've lost the ability to compliment, which besides tequila, that's all we had, was compliments <laughs> and tequila to get anywhere, you know? We've definitely, that, that is definitely the reality, and, and, I, and I agree with you on that. And w where I find myself is I say you look very nice. And I think it's sad that we're in a spot where a small misstep and choice of words can create this terrible negative situation. Um, but I do understand that, you know. She might be like, nice, I spent 500 bucks on this Alvin too. He's gonna, yeah. I want to see her look fucking hot. Yeah. We can't go right either way. Do you have a, a preference in, if somebody says, uh, calls you a girl or a woman, do you care? I, I no, If like I, I was care. out with this girl. Or this girl helped me with this, or or do you want to be a woman? Oh, I don't care at all. It's a huge I mean, problem for guys. Generally, the women over seventy want to be called girls. They love it. The yeah. women over twenty three are like, "You bet, I'm a woman." I try to call I try to call women women, but I, I mess up and call them girls sometimes. I'd like to think it's not that big of a deal. But, I know I like to think yeah. it's not that big a deal. It, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a huge huge deal. Mm. Uh, speaking of a huge huge deal, we brought her in here on the. Uh, Political Junkies, uh, Global Satellite Network, she's a musical artist, who somehow transitioned into being a top political commentator. I've seen her on Hannity. Kaya Jones, how are you? Hi. Okay. How are you? Now, how did that happen? How did you come from uh, singing and dancing to having your opinion heard by millions? Um, I wore a t-shirt and showed my support. I was gonna, you were you were saying showed my what and then what support oh uh, and what so explain that you wore what t-shirt and, and what happened there um no I had a Trump shirt that I had bought and felt like I couldn't wear it because everyone was you know saying all these horrible things about anyone who supported him so it sat in my closet from June until January and I decided to put it on and take a picture and post it to social media and then that turned into a uh, a crazy new life. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, there are there are you can almost name sort of the public personalities who have been out there with their support of Trump. Um, and a lot of them are really going out on the limb. A lot of them are really risking career and a lot I mean it's it's crazy that you can't have an alternative political opinion that you are getting or not getting jobs. You know, if you're somebody like, you know, I don't know, James Woods who could get jobs all along despite his sort of 
checkered pervy past. Um, yet his voting thing is, of all things, the ones that is is keeping him from doing that. Um, did you get immediate fifty-fifty? Uh, people are like, "Yeah, you go, girl. I'm with you, Trump." Or did you just get a bunch of hate right away? Um, well, right away, most of the people that I worked with didn't want to work with me. Uh, right away. Um, I lost about 9,000 followers on Twitter, but within 24 hours, I had 75,000 new followers. And um, and then it was just a plethora of people who wanted to talk and, and hear about why and what, what, what made me a conservative, you know? Well, I'm going to ask you that, too. What made you a conservative? God, ultimately, my faith. And why, because we talked about religion a little bit before you came on, why, uh, what about your faith leads you towards, well, I'll just say Trump? Well, I'm going to go ahead and say, what currently do you not feel is right now, like, straightforward, good versus evil? Like, to me, I don't recognize our country. I said that three years ago, everyone thought I was nuts. And of course, now I think everyone's feeling it. Are, you, are we all seeing it now? So maybe I wasn't so crazy to feel that you either have a, a moral compass or you don't. And, and this isn't about the perfect person. I think God qualifies those who he calls. It's not about being qualified to just jump into action. And I think we've elected a lot of people that have you know, set the tone and they fit the mark and they dress so well and it's perfect. But ultimately, there's things that haven't been fixed. And so is it about someone being perfect or is it about someone that you think is going to do the right thing? I wasn't voting for him because I thought he was going to be my buddy. I voted for him because I thought he was going to be, you know, a, a good person to go up against what we needed. So so I, this is a, a great question, I think. So, so if God's looking down and we have these serious issues in the country, um, and he's tapped Donald Trump to, to, to come in and fix them. We're having racial unrest. There's all of these things happening, and Donald Trump's going to post white power videos because that's, that's what God would want him to do because well, that, I, I, that I think, is going to help. Here's what, I th here's, here's what I say to that. What? Hold on. Here's what I say. I, uh, first of all, racial unrest long precedes uh, yes. Donald Trump. But what I have to say about the, the, the logic that I've heard into why the evangelical community has embraced Donald Trump is that, is that he gives them, he allows them to have a voice and he recognizes that they're not, you know, not every group does he sort of give equal thing to, but he allows them to feel empowered in their belief and there's something sort of uh, validating about that. And a lot of groups want validation above everything. They want to know that their voice is being heard. Is that a fair way to describe it? Um, I wouldn't say it's about just our voices being heard. I would say that, you know, we had 2,300 people that go missing in the United States every day, 900,000 each year, and no former administration that did anything. And he's not getting any credit for what he's doing currently in regards to human trafficking. If that was the only thing he did, that would be enough. You know, we're talking about a pandemic that's killing 1% of the people that get it. So is 900,000 Americans each year not enough? In my opinion, I, I think it's more than just giving our voices to be heard. I think it's about actually doing the right thing. And if we can't 
governing people, that's that's a problem. But your support for him uh, preceded the tra him doing anything on trafficking. Because that that's a fairly recent development. You go back about two years on your Trump um, support? I go back? No. I, I, I First time I voted, I voted for him. That was in 2016. And in 2017, they started with the trafficking issue. Had you met, have you met him? Yes. Back how long ago? Like, did you uh, meet him back in the back in the day? No, no, no. Um, I recently, I mean, I've been in rooms with him, of course, uh, you know, uh, for different birthday parties for Kimberly Guilfoyle or what have you, but never like, you know, met him um, until recently because I serve on a board for him. And so we were brought to the White House and. Mo the thing that I'll say about that, most politicians, uh, I don't, I can't vouch for Nixon, but if you have ever met uh, Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, uh, George Bush, the one who is surprisingly the least charismatic and charming in person is Barack Obama. He's very reserved and thinks about everything. The rest of the guys, the, the media who covers Trump on a regular basis, mm. the ones who travel with him, off the record, they're like, we have a ball with him. He's fun on the plane. He's open. He's a, he's a big personality. Yeah. A the, Barack never trusted the media to sort of do that. There was always sort of a distance. He was always sort of quiet and reserved. Bill Clinton was the same way. A lot of them would, who were reporters around him were like, I couldn't help but like him. Mm. I couldn't help but like George W. A lot of them secretly do like Trump the person when they met with him in person, which people always find that hard to believe. I've met him many times until he... Um, I had sort of a business falling out with him. He's a very charming guy. He's a TV personality. I get it. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any denying. There's no denying that Donald Trump has been an amazing self-promoter his entire life. Um, he's marketed his brand and represented his brand uh, perfectly, I, I would say. I think there's, there's no doubting that. But I think looking at the trafficking and, and all of this, I mean, it's all to me, I, I see it as very important work that it's great that it's being done um but you really start diving into his stances on immigration how he treats people that need to go to immigration courts and the rules that he sets up around that and it's not conducive with success on trafficking this isn't this isn't a, a massive um he woke up one day and wanted to do everything he that's could to stop trafficking from the truth. That's the yeah from the truth can i can i interject for a second? absolutely sure. that's why you're here yes um, no, the biggest issues, and you know, this has been a consistent issue when it comes to homeland security, is the issue with our border, because there are children that are trafficked all the time, and that's exactly why the border issue has been an issue. It was so never about racism, absolutely not. So it was all about human trafficking. So if we close the border and we care about human and we care about people being human trafficked. So that means we don't care about them until they get across the border. It's all about human trafficking, but we got to close the border so that they can't be trafficked well, I, well, I think we take care of it here first. But let me switch gears on it while I have you here, because it's something I've wanted to ask you. You were a little bit ahead of your time on the... Um, the me, I'll say the Me Too stuff, because you brought up that you felt very you know, for lack of a better term, sexually exploited in your Pussycat Dolls time and around that time. Do you feel validated by by sort of what has happened since then? Because you were, you were hugely criticized, but now it's sort of come around to like, you know what, I think she was right. Um, well, it, for me, it wasn't about, you know, it, it was actually what 
I went through. It wasn't about being feeling sexually exploited in that way because, you know, as a performer, there's things that I wear on stage that necessarily have been scantily clad, if you will. So I'm aware of being a woman and embracing my sexuality. The difference is, is that when you're going through financial, mental, emotional, and then sexual abuse, that's a whole nother ball game. So I, I spoke out about it. No one wanted to listen. Um, I, and it, I definitely did not jump in with the Me Too thing. That I didn't know that was even taking place. And once that was a part of it, people were attaching me to that. And I was like, well, yeah, I think there's a lot of women in the industry that go through this. It doesn't have to be out of Me Too. This is a serious issue. And unfortunately, it's not just about being talented and pretty or having a skill. It's also, you know, how far are you willing to go? And some people use that against artists or people that are you know, in a weaker position. I, I think it happens in all businesses. I definitely think there are good people in our industry and I've met so many. So, you know, my, my single experience with that was a very small one, but it, but for the most part, I think there are a lot of better people in our industry than the bad ones for sure. Cause we talked about that before you came on a little bit that, like you said, you're on a stage, you're singing, you're dancing, you're scantily clad. People are noticing your appearance. They are commenting on your appearance. What is the line where you're like, this is crossing when it's, what, what is the line in, in, at that time in your head or even now? Um, that time for me, uh, you know, I, I talk, I've spoken about this at trafficking events and speaking about for me when I felt that I could no longer be in that group was when we were performing at Divas Live at MGM Grand Garden Arena. There was, you know, a four-year-old and a six or seven-year-old little girl beside her, her sister and her parents were there. And, you know, the little one looked up and she was like, oh, she's a pussycat doll, you know, in her mind, it was like, wow, I want to be that that was a pivotal moment for me because it wasn't about, it was about what she saw on the outside of what we reflected, but not the internal damage that was being done. And what was the internal damage being done? Well, I think I've been pretty open with speaking about it. I mean, do you want me to relive the abuse? No, you don't have to relive. Just it's like, if you had to say one sentence to, to a six year old girl saying, I know it seems like this, but it's actually this. What is the sentence without getting into the details of it? Um, slave to the game, a, a, a piece of property, a, a cash cow. Um, there's a plethora of things I would use for sure. It, it, it varied because there were levels of damage that were done. It was mental abuse, you know, uh, and I can go into the details of that. There's emotional abuse um, and financial. I mean, we, you know, I, I've stated what we made per hour. I think it was $2.77 we made per hour. Um, and we were 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, you know, we had sold out shows all the time, sometimes two shows a night. And we were not paid per show and we were not given extra incentives. I mean, I have my paychecks up to prove it. Right. It's sort of like what the what the NFL cheerleaders have sort of spoken up about about the last couple of years. They're essentially either making nothing or losing money or making $5 a game. And they're fine with that to cheer they're not fine with the guy putting his hand around her in the, the season ticket holder photo op to grab a little, and the people in charge are like, that's part of the gig, and they're like, that's not the gig, right? Yeah, I mean, but, you know, most of those cheerleaders didn't sell 50 million singles or, you know, 15 or 20 million albums worldwide. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of money. So. Well, you know, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders would look at it like, we built the brand. We're a big part of it. We sell calendars. 
people are, and we're getting no, no. I would say the players because it's on your back. I mean, we were a team. It was it was like a, a team, like any kind of team. And and I loved being a part of that team until it was no longer what we initially were. It became something else. And But when it's something else, the people who own the team can say, like, we'll just find somebody else on the team. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's a weird balance. Um, I want to talk about the, the uh, election coming up for a second. Because the result of the election most likely <laughs> won't happen on election night. The way that we've opened this can of worms on, on, on mail-in balloting, and some, some of the states have been like, well, we have two weeks to receive your balloting. Um, what do you think we will election night 2020 will look like? He's declaring victory no matter what happens, and he's doing it on election night. He's going to declare, right. I think that's... He could lose 40 states. He's saying he won on election night. Right. Kai, do what do you really think he's going to lose 40 states? No, but what do you think election night is going... i he's going to say he won no matter what. But And I think that would be smart. <laughs> I think it's smart to say that. What do you think election night's yeah. going to look like? Are we going to be looking at, like, 20 states and trying to guess? Like, it's going to be different from any other no. time, I think. I, I think... Uh, you know, I think America, you know, 2016, you know how you knew, in my opinion, how I knew he was going to win. Uh, not only because he had, like, the most charismatic energy, and he was just an incredible. When it came time to the debating, it was strong. I, I knew he was going to win when you didn't see anyone on social media posting about Hillary Clinton. Because there were a lot of people posting about Clinton. And those that didn't were probably voting the other way. Also, you didn't see stickers on cards. You didn't see signs in um, the front yard. It was a very different kind of election. And I think this time you're going to see a lot of the silent majority. You know, we were 64 million last time. I do think there are more libertarians. I think there are more people that are Democratic. I, I agree with that. But because of the way we're actually handling the voting, the actual votes will not be in on election night, which opens up a giant can of worms from each side. I think there's a scenario where... Every state that comes in early, you know, one of the two candidates wins. Either one of them is going to get at least a temporary moment of euphoria. And then it's not even going to go bad over a couple of hours. It might go bad over a couple of weeks and then into the courts and then all that thing. We're, we really have a dangerous situation coming ahead. I, I think so. For me, it's a really interesting situation because I've never voted for a Democrat in my life. Never once. And I'm not. And this is and, the one you're starting with. I, and I'm not happy about it at all that I have to go and vote for Joe Biden. It's pretty disappointing. Did to you me. vote for Trump in 2016? Um, no, I did not. And He's I actually argued at length against why you shouldn't vote for either one of them because they both suck. And I didn't yeah. vote for either one of them. I didn't and vote and for you know what? It was honestly, it was a mistake. Uh, I never thought that he could possibly be what he is. Uh, but I would say this. What, let's just keep in mind on 2016 that we're talking about him winning. Um, the Electoral College by 80,000 votes in three states and losing by three million total votes. Let's not make it out like you you that you could have possibly felt some groundswell that no one else well, saw. Well, he lost he lost the right. total vote well, and only won to, by 80,000 in three states. You know, I mean, pre-COVID, yeah. I think there was no question he was winning this well, time they, around. Like, and I think... Like, yeah. You know, you're talking about, especially when he's saying that, it's like, okay, well, New York and California have already given massive leads. So what, you, New York and California, you see that where they are right now, they're not doing so well. So why should they dictate the other 48 states? 
that doesn't make any sense. So oh, I agree. Yeah, I'm not arguing the electoral. Oh, not I'm not arguing the electoral college. The electoral college is one thing, but when people say Trump didn't expand his, I'm going to go back to pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. The argument that Trump might not win was that he had not really expanded his base. The counter to that was he had the support of the Republican Party and all the machinery that came out that he didn't necessarily have the last time around. The last time around 2016, it was sort of a one-man show with a little bit, and he, and he pulled it out. Having the GOP behind you was a huge deal. Now, COVID did get that off track or whatever. And who knows what will happen over the next month. My only point is the way we're handling this election, not knowing who won on the night of the election is going to open up three days, 60 days of chaos. Yeah. Kalika. Yeah. I, I mean, it's Becky, who was on the show before, we were talking about getting a hotel room at Red Rock that night just to be out of the neighborhoods because if they do announce... Trump winning, I feel like there's going to be a lot of unrest in the streets. I mean, it could could be the other way around, too, but I think more, if, you know, if, if Trump wins. But, you know, when you say that, and now that we're actually looking at mail and voting as being the way it's going to go, um, I don't think we're going to know on election night. So, I don't think we're going to oh, know on election not. night. Definitely yeah, we're definitely know. not, um, which is a weird thing. It opens up both sides to being like, wait, what happened in the last week or yeah. two weeks? It's going to be a, a, a strange situation. Has your support, um, let's just say now versus one year ago, Kaya, are you more firmly Trump or less Trump or the same? Well, I think at this point, I mean, I look, I, I got to go with ultimately may the best man win. Okay. And so I, Biden, in my opinion is not who will end up being president and so then then that's not fair because there were a lot of great contenders that came up that i think a lot of people would have had a, a better option with and so ultimately i the proof is in the work and so if trump continues to do a good job if he handles some of the unrest that is going on in some of these cities that are having issues which i do think he's going to do before the election um and he pulls out a health care plan um yeah, I, th I think it's going to be a no-brainer. I think this is going to be 1984 all over again with Reagan. I think yes. it's a very similar map when it comes to the electoral. Wow. Uh, that's what Bo I believe. Bo I, I think you, so you think, you think the way I do, that it's really about, because most people feel we're not getting Biden for four years, whether that's right or wrong, a lot of people. So a lot of people think it comes down to Trump versus Harris. Is that the way you're looking at it? Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people look at it. Do you look at that way, Michael? Uh, I just think it's really strange to hear that Biden, who's seemingly probably in better physical shape than Trump and is, what, maybe two years older than Trump? I just don't like, think he how, wants, how is he definitely dying in Donald Trump? I don't Trump think he's dying. Like, how, I don't think he's passionate happen? about the gig. I don't yeah. think he wants the gig. Yeah. I don't think he wants four years. I think he's perfectly comfortable walking away regardless. So Trump versus Harris, have you thought about that? I don't. I I do not like Kamala Harris. I but one thing that she the the bar is just set so different, so differently as far as I'm concerned. Like and for and I you know obviously I don't know we have a time here, but the Senate Intelligence Committee just released their report on Russia, and it's more comprehensive than Mueller. And you just have all of his people working with Russia. Then you have Woodward's book come out, and he has audio. And he's talking, and, and Trump openly lied about COVID, what? and people are considering China going to this guy. Is, China what? wants Biden to win, and Russia wants Trump to win. That's been going on no, for no, no, 100 years. No, 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 I didn't years. say that. I said, 
the, in the report, yeah, it said that they were they were providing their internal polling data to yeah. Russian intelligence. That's not the same as Russia wanting him to win. But I don't care. But do you care? Do I care when somebody works with a foreign government? I think to, we all do. Oh my god! I think every candidate since the dawn of time, Khrushchev used to refer to, to Khrushchev used to Truth. refer to Kennedy as yeah. my president. Kaya. Uh, yeah, I think if this is a Harris Trump situation, you need to kind of take a look at who she would probably then, you know, pick as her VP. Would it be a Newsom? You know, is that something that you guys want? I think. Oh that, God, that no, just made me. Scary. That just made me queasy <laughs> when you thought about that. I didn't even consider that. I didn't even consider who Harris's VP. Oh my God, uh, have you thought about that's true though? Because I looked at it like I think a lot of people would be very comfortable with Pence. Would you be comfortable with Pence? I mean, right now, right now, I, right, right now, Pence I would take any. I, I, Pence or Biden? Oh, Biden over Pence all day. Pence I, I or, like gay people. Pence or Harris? Um, I like gay people too. You but, sure? Yeah. You like <laughs> Pence or Harris? Um, oh, Harris. I, again, I mean. But how does he's, the gay? He's, he's anti-gay. He's very religious. I, well, if that makes you anti-gay, then you shouldn't well, be. Less I get religious that, and I'm not saying anything. But if you want to say like the, the two most anti-gay pieces of legislation that have come about in the last 50 years, both came out of the Clinton. Oh, the absolutely. Don't ask, don't tell. Don't, and the Defense I, of Marriage Act. So uh, yeah, uh, and Obama was uh, was gay. So I don't. That, that's different from you how they you haven't named anyone I voted for. So I'm perfectly I, fine. I with get that, but we, we can cherry pick on that. A lot of people be like, I think Pence is capable of doing the job, and so isn't Kamala Harris, and anyone who thinks she's not. And I don't even well, like she's her, but... she's a because she's a two year senator yeah. with a very checkered um, attorney general history. Before that, I'm not sure that checkered or some issues that well, I mean, she does, she she's not the, the most experienced candidate. She to was run the attorney for... general of an economy of a country that of a state that has the economy that's like the fifth to sixth biggest in the world i mean right I'd i think you move up from that to maybe governor of a state maybe i mean do we think maybe. that do you think that she got chosen because she's best for the job or you think it was more like they're pan they're pandering well do you think that, well this it's the same thing why do you think penscock posing because donald trump's obviously not a christian so i they had to go and get a christian to, to, i i agree with that same thing I so mean. uh kai what was your voting um say 20 no, years ago how can you say that you don't you don't know that no what i I'm just saying in regards to his last statement, like you, you genuinely don't know that. I don't, I, I would never like talk about someone's faith, especially when you have no idea what it is. But I can tell you here now, I personally know pastors that advise this president and who have prayed over him. And there's nothing about him in, in being straight in front of him with a group of women. I never felt for a second that he was checking us out or inappropriate whatsoever. Well, could possibly See, I would be by... insulted by that. I would want to be checked I out. It was refreshing. <laughs> so, it's what we need. We need more strong, leading men. And less, I, uh, you know. I Can't do... we be a leading man and check you out? Can't we have both? <laughs> can, can, can we check you out, respect your opinion, uh, uh, all of it? Can't we have all of it? Why do we have to pick sure, and choose? Of course. I'm just talking about an individual because he said, you know, there's nothing about him that's Christian. I, I think his stances are taking a pretty strong notion in what he's doing when it comes to, uh, you know, fighting for freedoms, whether it is the LGBTQ community, which ha he has a backing like no other. I don't know if you're paying attention to what's going on with Trump, but the, the, the gays are coming out for Trump. They just launched their coalition. So, I, yeah. I don't know. And the, I, and I the, the black community is more heavily Trump than, than I think people, people oh, believe. Yeah, it really is. It's not about yeah. people oppressed. It's not about people 
in this mindset of not rising up and grabbing the brass ring, no matter what you are, come from, or anything indifferent. I mean, it should be about always the proof is in the work. It, it, it shouldn't be about skin color. Well, because I'm, you know, white or mixed or whatever, then therefore someone who's the same, we think the same because we all have one thought. That, that's you, the most. That's actually the most racist thing to say is because yeah. someone's white or because someone's black, therefore, or they're Jewish or they're Christian, so therefore, that, that, that's, that is bigotry. But do we all... Do, do, do you do you believe that do you believe that right now in America everybody in the eyes of the state is afforded equal opportunity do you do you believe that that's currently no, the that case in America way before Trump. so why don't so I'm not blaming it's not it well, well that's actually a thing a lot of people are denying well, I know, that issue I know, it's not about blaming but they Trump, are headed but, in the right direction gay rights have never it's never been a better time in the history of this country to be a gay person Ever. Yeah, but it, shouldn't we kind of get to the point where we just demand that there is just an end to state? Like right now, if well, you, that's a state. I mean, take it up with Alexander Hamilton, because that's a state. That's the way this country is set up. That there's states' rights and laws and all that. But generally speaking, if you're talking about uh, civil rights for uh, LGBTQ, or if you're talking about for women, if you're talking about everything, it is never. And I'm not saying Trump pro or anything on this. It is headed in the right direction. It's we've made more progress on these things in the last 10 years than we did in the previous 200. That's like walking up to a black person in 1910 and being like, well, at least it's not 1850. Like, it's like you're an American. You're an American citizen. You deserve the same things that so I So what change would you make if you could wave your wand for uh, minorities? Okay, so the very first thing that you do is you get rid of the property tax um, funding for public education. I have twin nieces that go to one of the best public schools in America, and it's about 15 minutes west of Boston. If you drive 15 minutes east... That's a state of Massachusetts state, thing. Well, that's public school. It's, that's how public schools across the country I are. I get it. I'm talking about fed, from the presidency. The president loves to use the bully pulpit to make sure that funding from any... that, that no. Any funding that has to do with no, things... No, 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 uh, hold on, hold on. Oh, bully get, pulpit's not a bad word. I'm going to give you a second. So one thing, though, that the federal government yes. can change... For minorities or equal rights right now, what would that thing One be? One thing for the federal government that the to the federal government, the president or the federal government, you're like, that yeah, they, they need to do no, but, to make rights But they equal. can do this. They have a Department of Education. The and Department they can pull of Education. Our, our education system is local and state. It is not set up that yes, way. Yes, so they can absolutely, they can absolutely, he's doing it right now. He's saying, I'm not going to, if you don't do this thing that I like, that I want, yeah. I'm going to withhold federal right, funding and, here. And, I'm saying that you don't do that. And that was a that. toothless threat. Because the funding is so minuscule. Department of Education. But they can do things. They, they just, so, so the federal would, government could do things. So My you first thing is education reform would be number one. And I think the war on drugs would be number two. I mean, the ending the war on drugs is absolutely a federal is absolutely a federal piece. And I think you do that tomorrow. It is obviously a loss. And it makes life miserable for inner city poor communities. Okay, you're right. But that I preceded mean, Trump, too. Yeah, this isn't... Vote I'm not oh, going to blame Trump. Federal government, but, like, but, so when I say things are going in the right direction, well, it's not 1910. These yeah. are these are very specific program things. Yes. This is not like, well, uh, you know, black people can't get a job or women can't do this. No. We have made some progress. Kaya, Absolutely. one thing you would wave if you were president for one day, you could wave your wand. What change would you make uh, legislatively? Legislatively? Yeah, something you're like I would I wish this was a law. I don't know. I don't really want to get in, in that position. I think it's a pretty big, uh, it's a pretty big decision. It's not one that I would take lightly. So I, I really don't know. I, w I wouldn't just wave a wand. I, I do feel that America is one of the best countries on the planet, and 
honestly, I, I'm heartbroken to see the, the hatred that's going on. And, and I do feel that it's being pushed by the media and created because, to be honest with you, if we can't be positive and celebrate our victories. Like, it was a big deal when Michelle and Barack Obama became our first lady and our president. It meant a lot to a lot of people. And so to basically say that that didn't count, that never really happened, and that we're this backward way thinking country is pretty crazy that the media has been able to allow you to think that because we just had the first African-American president. So to say that we're not moving in the right direction yeah. is wrong. I and we and and yeah, Kamala too. Okay, wave your wave your legislative wand. What change are you making? Um, well, I just want to say first, I agree with Kaya and all the progression we've made. And when Barack Obama did win his first term, you know, his speech was the American dream is alive and well. You know, he is living proof of it, and his wife is living proof of it. And now you fast forward to 2020, and you have people boycotting the 4th of July, yeah. saying that the American dream is dead, that, it, yeah. that minorities don't, can't, can't have the same um, privileges in this country as, as non-minorities. So I have a big problem with that, and I do think that people have just quickly forgotten that we did have an African-American president for eight years. So um, as far as... Yeah, I, I think that uh, people really need to start appreciating this country they live in. Maybe they need to travel more to some third world countries and mm -hmm. see what oppression really looks like. Oh, that's true. And, um, I, and that's like on the immigration thing. Like, try try getting citizenship in a different country. They don't they don't want us either. Um, my thing, I would get, and this has been exposed during COVID. I would get rid of the FDA because clearly it is not run by medical people. Clearly it is not mm -hmm. have the best interest. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of like, oh, let's just cut the red tape here. It is just a roadblock to progress and all that. I would get rid of a lot of the federal agencies. Oh, FDA, do... FCC, IRS, a lot of these things. So, so your original Post question. Post office. Your, 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 question, your question to me was about was about race. If I could do anything for the. To improve if, race. If, I, if, I, could, if yeah. I could improve the country in any way tomorrow, yeah. it would be to get rid of money in politics. Everything that we have right now, yeah. like we can't even have honest discussions between Republicans and Democrats right now yeah. because they're basically bought, bought and sold by special interests. How and, do we uh, get rid of money in politics? Though? We actually tried. We we came at least relatively close with uh, with Citizens United. But, yeah, it didn't. Um, it, but didn't. The, it didn't. The right didn't. The right said that that was an attack on free speech. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you a broader, more hopeful question. Okay. The thing we need to we need to do better as a society is what. We need to demand leaders that bring people together instead of throw hand grenades into the middle of discussions. Well, how do you do gonna, I mean, you vote for Joe Biden, unfortunately. Trust me. <laughs> I mean, we literally have a guy who's in charge who's throwing grenades I, I, and we're like, agree. why is the country I falling I agree that apart? Joe Biden, like, if elected, would move right to the middle. Yes, and, I and unfortunately, I think we need that. Right he might now. even be to the right of Trump I don't when it comes right down to it. Like, I don't I, even I know, like Joe Biden. He will be. If if I think yeah. if people could count on him for. For, you're going to do the four years, Joe? Yeah. I think a lot of people would sign up for that. I think the Kamala thing scares a lot of people. I think this is crazy to think that Joe is, this is a conspiracy, that Joe is going to get elected and, and step down to give it to Kamala. Like, I don't think he wants the gig. It's a it's a shitty job, you know? Props to Trump for wanting it, I guess. Yeah. He gets we paid. It's, another, it's a job. A uh, Kaya, one thing, you, you, one thing that you think we all need to do better as a society. Turn off your television. Turn it off. Stop listening to the noise and the insanity that does not exist. It's creating systemic racism. 
Can we watch sports in Bravo? Like you know what rhymes with insanity? Hannity. Hating any human being, I never have and I never will. And and so to say that that's how people are, I think this is fueling and fanning some serious division of divisiveness. And and I think if you turn it off and start enjoying your life and going out and helping your community in whichever way you can. This is about every American coming together and doing their part. This is not looking to Washington and one guy. If you think one guy is going to fix this overnight, you're deluded. Oh, no. Okay. It's just every single person that has to do their part. The problem is, is that people are waiting for Washington to bail everyone out. Well, I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. We have to all fight for this now. This is now like show show us all what you've got. You know, we agree to disagree and let's try to heal what's going on because if we continue this insanity we're going into a civil war okay you, you uh one thing we need to do better as a society um i think we need to treat each other better and stop being so judgmental i mean you look at any news story that's shared right now um and it, you, it could even be like a story that's heartbreaking like a, a parent left their kid in the car and didn't realize that and the child passed away and you look at the comment section and it's just like pitchforks are out and everyone's just attacking you know it, yeah. it, this is like the most horrific situation you could ever imagine that parent being in and all you have is hundreds and thousands of people saying lock that person up that person deserves to die it is horrible horrible things and i think that we mm. need to do a better job of being more compassionate and understanding and less judgmental as a society i, I think that uh the one thing i think that we should do and could do if i was um in charge the way every other uh, major country in the world makes demands sort of mandatory military service for a year or two or three or whatever, we should have uh, mandatory two years of civil service in some way. Some sort of volunteering, yeah, some sort of project, whatever. Mm -hmm. You come out of college, you come out of high school, before you get into life, you do two years of something that is going to contribute to your community. I think we'd be a lot it's, better oh, off they're if calling we did you that. A yes, communist. They, they no, you I love that. that. No, because they're not paying you for that. It's just volunteer. Yeah, it's tough to get a job anyway at yeah. 21. Go do that for two years yeah. instead of traveling the world. Um, all right. Well, the last thing that we ask everybody who's on here, the thing I regret or was wrong about is uh, what? I argued against voting for either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton in the last election. If I could go back to do that over again, as much as I despise Hillary Clinton, it was an absolute mistake. This guy's a disaster. What state were you voting in? Um, Nevada. Oh, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Uh, all right, Kyle, uh, the thing that you uh, regret or were wrong about in ever? Capacity. Any like capacity in life. Could be like my fourth grade boyfriend, anything. <laughs> the outfit you chose. There you go. Okay. <laughs> now, one regret or one thing you're like, you know what, I was wrong about that. No, because I, I like to live my life in the moment and, you know, how, however it goes, you know, just keep moving forward. Don't live in the past. Well, we learn from the past. Yeah, but don't live in it. Oh, I'm not asking you to live in it. I ask you a 30-second question. And then you can move on. You have I no regrets. I, I don't regret anything. I don't regret anything. No, I don't either. I'm wrong about some things, but I've never regret anything i have no regrets i, I just feel that you just got to keep moving forward and do better uh uh you get to do it again you go. i don't know <laughs> if i have anything left <laughs> you, oh, she's, she's done the show four times and she has only four things she was wrong about in life um one thing that i feel like i was wrong about for sure and um is depending on other people for my self-worth or happiness 
Um, I think for a long time, especially in my 20s, I looked for validation, uh, whether it be like from a boss or in a relationship, um, you know, and I was only going to be happy once I was in that relationship. I was going to be happy once I was in that job. And now I've really um, come to peace with myself and found out that that has nothing to do with um, outside influences. Yeah. So I was wrong to think that therapy was for fucked up people. I should have well, gone earlier. I could have said that one too. Much earlier. <laughs> I, I think we all need therapy. So I regret not being open to uh, some professional help a little bit earlier and prescription medications. Uh, all right. Final thought. Um, I hope that everybody takes a deep breath and, and steps away. And I think it's important to, Stop using the the phrase civil war. We need to we need to walk people back, even from just using that when we're having these discussions. Like mm -hmm. it, both sides, we need to come away from that as even something that even gets talked about. Yeah, the reactions cannot be. Let's go to this place yeah. right away. Oh, if now. this happens, that's going to happen. I know. Like, uh, Kaya, final thought for us. Well, yeah, in that regard, I mean, because you can see all the Republicans in the streets. I mean, it's it's in my opinion. Final thoughts are turn off the news. Get activated in your community and get out and vote. Every vote matters. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want our country to be this divided. I, I, it's the furthest thing from what I want. But I think what's going on in these cities currently is a disgrace. What city are you in right now? Oh, what's actually, right now I'm in Massachusetts. Oh, you are? Where? Boston. Oh, there you go. Can you go out to eat in a restaurant in Boston? Can you go inside? I just got here, so I don't know yet. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you keep us posted. You can. Uh, thank you, Kai. You were wonderful. Final thought, Kalika? Um, yeah, I just think we need to do better as a country and uh, taking personal accountability for our actions and our thoughts and uh, how our life turns out. I just think we've become a society of everyone is blaming somebody else for what's going on in their life. And it's you see you just see it everywhere, and this just victim mentality is growing. And I don't know if that starts like at a young age, um, just turning turning off the news or turn or you know reteaching lessons in school that really addresses that. But I think we have a really big victim mentality issue right now in America that is unprecedented. I don't think we've seen anything like this. I don't know. If people need to go to the army for two years, like you yeah. said. Yeah, army just, therapy, whatever yeah. you want. But you're right. Personal responsibility, take ownership of everything, and whatever your uh, opinion, feeling, political alignment is, it might change, you know? Mm -hmm. The day's not over. Uh, like, share, subscribe, and please review, as always, Political Junkies, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thanks.